of the true and living God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Be seated, won't you? Good morning. such a joy for me to be here again with you. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your rector, Father Bumstead. I'm not going to go on and on because he'll do the same to me probably. But I... Um, and I will. And he will. So, but it's such a joy to be with you. And I, I just admire Father Bumstead so much. And uh, thank you for the pulpit today. And I'm glad I can help you out. Well, here we are on the third Sunday of the season of Epiphany. And recall that Epiphany means manifestation, revealing, unfolding of what? Of the light that has come into the world. And that light is something which continues to call us and to inspire us and to motivate us to a deeper dimension of living, which is called the kingdom of God. And that's what I I want to focus in on this morning in this beautiful text which we have about the beginning of Jesus' ministry, his first proclamation, his first sermon, if you will, and his calling of the disciples to follow him. There's a lot of light, and hopefully we can get a glimpse without being too blinded by it. I want to speak to you then about this idea of being a follower of Christ how we can hear this call to move beyond the superficial levels of life that we're so familiar with and to see something of greater significance. We've all seen it. Maybe we've even lived a little bit of this philosophy called YOLO. You only live once, right? And it doesn't last. So live it up, drink it down, laugh it off, burn it at both ends. You only live once and if then. Well, that's not a philosophy of life that you want to maintain for a long time. But what we are really looking for is the meaning of life and the significance of life, the purpose of life. Just yesterday, Nancy and I were having a wonderful breakfast with some friends who are older in years than we are. See, that's why we like people that are older in years than we are. It makes us feel really young. And I asked my friend, so what are you doing for fun these days? And you know, sometimes when you are in a conversation or in circumstances, you realize that there's something a little more going on here and God may be coming to me through this conversation. And as you look back on it, you realize, yeah, God was coming to me in this way. So anyway, he says, well, here's what I'm doing. He said, are you familiar with David Brooks? He is the op-ed columnist of the New York Times. And lately he's been writing some rather remarkable books. And he's got a new book called The Second Mountain, Seeking to Discover a Moral Life. And he said, it's really fascinating because he speaks about a metaphor of life called two mountains, finding your second mountain. Let me read you just a little taste of David Brooks in this book, because I think it's great. Every so often you meet people who radiate joy who seem to know why they were put on this earth, who glow with a kind of inner light. Life for these people has often followed what we might think as a two-mountain shape. They got out of school, they start a career, they begin climbing the mountain they thought they were meant to climb. And their goals on this first mountain are the ones of our culture's endorsement, to be a success, to make your mark, to experience personal happiness. 
But when they get to the top of that first mountain, something happens. They look around and find the view unsatisfying. And they realize this wasn't my mountain after all. There's another bigger mountain out there that is actually calling me. And so they embark on this second mountain and life moves from self-centered orientation to other-centered orientation. They surrender, and I like this, to a life of commitment. What's going on on the second mountain? They're answering a call. Now, the collect for today on the third Sunday of Epiphany is a grand one. Don't you, don't you appreciate the fact that you worship from the Book of Common Prayer that has these collects, these prayers, and you don't have to make them up. They're just there. They're just wonderful. Right, Father? Absolutely. <laughs> and they mean a lot. Listen to this one. Give us grace, O Lord, to answer readily the call of our Savior Jesus Christ and proclaim to all people the good news of his salvation. Give us grace. Grace is God acting in your life to accomplish what you cannot do on your own. Give us that. Give us grace to answer the call. To answer readily the call to significance, to commitment, to something greater than ourselves. Right. That's what the second mountain is about. And so my friend said, well, my first mountain, I climbed that mountain. I did very, very well and then found myself forced out of my position. And then I had to say, okay, now what? He found a second mountain and it was prison ministry in which he visited prisoners here in Florida on a weekly basis for many, 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 many years, giving them the love of God, teaching them being with them in community. Profound second mountain experience. And it took commitment. And he is a follower of Jesus. And then he said, but unlike David Brooks, I think there's a third mountain and I think I found my third mountain. And I said, well, what is that? And he said, it's my wife. We're at that stage of life where she needs my care more than ever. And that is my third mountain. How beautiful is that? How committed is that? He discovered the grace to answer the call. And this is my main point. Answering the call of Christ in our lives is so filled with diversity and wonder and mystery. But answering that call is the way to find and fulfill the central purpose of your life. The secondary call is really kind of your career. But the primary call underneath that is the call to follow him and to serve and to contribute to this world through all that you can and will do. We need this good news. And that's what the gospel is saying to us today. Let's explore it just briefly. How do we become open to this answering the call every day of our life? We need good news. I picked this up actually from Father Bumstead's podcast this week uh, with the sacristy, sacristy, shameless plug, (laughs) iTunes, iTunes, right. I also have one, but we won't get any of that. (laughs) So Father Bumstead and Father Ainsley are, are talking about the Old Testament lesson 
which speaks about this image that the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And those who sat in the region of the shadow of death, light has dawned. Can you imagine this image of living in darkness and the shadow of death? Kind of like a death-like existence. Do you realize that that unfortunately describes the tragedy of life that many people find themselves in, this kind of death-like existence? But a light has dawned. That's the epiphany of Jesus. And he's walking by on the seashore of Galilee and he proclaims these words, repent for the kingdom, the realm, the dimension, the domain of the living God is now at hand, it's drawn near. It is actually available for you to live in. Repent for the kingdom of God is near. Now that word repentance sometimes gives you a little shaking. You know, it's kind of like, especially if, if you're raised in a tradition where repentance is kind of like the thunder and you know, all that kind of stuff. But actually, it's a beautiful word. Metanoete is the Greek. It simply means rethink the way you're living. Rethink your thinking. Get a new vision. Get a new mind. Look at how you're really living your life in light of this incredible opportunity that is before you that you can enter into the life of the kingdom right now. Repent. A little story about repentance. When I was at Neshota House, this was my second year of seminary, I got... Fortunately, a seminarian job at St. Boniface in Mequon, Wisconsin, which is about 45 minutes from uh, Neshota House. And so every Sunday, we'd load the car, Nancy uh, and I, and, and our little two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Jenny. And we just kind of had fun on the way, talking about the lessons, you know, what's the gospel lesson for today? And so we were talking about it, and it happened to be on the third Sunday of Epiphany. It was this gospel about repentance and about following Jesus. So we were talking about repentance and all this kind of stuff. We get to St. Boniface, pull into the parking lot, get out of the car. Little Jenny gets out of the car. And immediately she walks over to an elderly lady who's coming out of her car. And she says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. (laughs) I thought I lost my job. (laughs) So the moral of the story is be careful what you discuss in front of your kids, right? Okay. But anyway. But it's an invitation to life at its very best. That's what the gospel is. Yes, it is the power of God. It's through the death and resurrection of Jesus we receive the forgiveness of sins. But that's the front door. And then we go into life in the kingdom and live in discipleship to Jesus. Life change. That's what it's about. There's a new way to live. And you can live from it every day. As you answer the call, yes, Lord, I will live not only in my strength, but from your strength today. Second point, explore. Jesus, after he announces this incredible good news, says these words to these four fishermen. Follow me and I will make you fish for people. Follow me and I will transform your life. That you'll become who you were destined to be. You're fishermen. But I'm going to transform those skills and abilities and gifts into something that will have eternal significance. And they were captivated, really, I think, by Jesus and by this hope of transformation. 
And they answered the call in a life of commitment. They became apprentices, students, learners of the way of Jesus. Learning to be with him in order to be like him. That's what we're doing. Learning to be with him who loves us and delights in us and offers us the unshakable kingdom of God so that we can become like him. Well, if you don't take my word, take the word of the church father, which Father Bumstead will like this, St. Basil the Great. Yes. You like him? Yes. Okay. Good call. Good call. Okay. He said it this way. This is how you articulate the good news. Christianity is the possibility of the likeness of God as far as possible for human nature. Let me say that again. The likeness of God as far as possible for human nature. That's the gospel. Let me conclude. I really do think that life's greatest opportunity that you will ever, ever have is to be a follower and student of Jesus in his way. I don't think you get a better offer in this world. I really don't. And no matter what mountain you may be on, whether it's your first or second or third, and there's always another mountain if you ask for one, you can do life with God, not on your own. You can count on resources that will bring a new and unending quality and species of life to you now. Not later, but now. The more you are living a committed life well, the more you answer the call of Jesus, the more deep hope and joy will become your steady state. It really will. YOLO is just not how you want to live. <laughs> right? Give us grace, O oh God, to readily answer the call of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.